0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It was a tough call for ASU against UW. So today we are talking that game, previewing their matchup against Oregon State, and getting into basketball season. All on today's episode of Locked On Pacto Podcast. <laughs> Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pac-12 Podcast. Uh, We are free and available on all platforms. So thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Cindy Robinson, former Pac-12 student athlete. And today joining me is Connor Drios from Locked On Sun Devils. Uh, Connor, it's so great to have you on this weekend after a win, even though very close to being a loss for the Sun Devils. Uh, I I knew it was going to be
0: a win It was going to be a win the entire time. Never a doubt.
1: Okay, good. Well, at least you were uh, hopeful. (laughs) But uh, very good to have you instead of Richie on for all the wins. I will say this has broken any curse that either it was on you or Richie. I'm not sure who was to blame there because it was always after Richie came on that you'd experience a loss. But... I don't know who to blame. We, we can blame it on Richie.
0: <laughs> he He's not here. He can't defend himself, so I totally agree. But the, the ratio is still drastically off. So, yes, the curse is broken, but I'm still not a fan.
1: Okay, okay. Well, let's dive into that game. Uh, UW versus ASU. One thing we talked about last week with Richie was how – as, I mean, ASU has been a better team than UW this season. UW has not been the team that we've expected to see at all. On top of that, they were dealing with coaches' issues, which they ended up – their coach was suspended for the game and then got fired the day after. Yep. And so now I'm sure they're dealing with a whole different level of issues over there. But um, for you, like going – I'm sure, like Richie, going into this matchup, we're probably a little more confident, except for the fact that it was at UW. Uh, so, when the game started, your thoughts, your feelings, the stress levels.
0: So thoughts and feelings, normal ASU game. This is typically what they've done. Mm-hmm. Karina, they, they've been decent this season, but I, I probably even said on this podcast before, if not to say it on my own, like ASU fans, I feel like have been raised up to be let down. So like, yeah. it doesn't faze me anymore. Down 14 nothing to Dylan Morris and the Washington football team. Uh, it, it was definitely a, a surprise, I would say. Going to Washington, also playing in, in the rain, uh, we had kind of heard a couple days before that the, the weather could be a little bit, at least not on their side. Uh, it's just something we don't have to deal with here in Phoenix. So, yeah. or at least e- even in Tempe for the Sun double. So yeah, uh, being on the road and that kind of a weather conditions is just something they haven't had to deal with. I didn't expect this overly high scoring game, which it turned out to be. Uh, right. What I did expect is them to to run the ball more so with Rashad White. I didn't expect him to have this dominant game like he's done back-to-back weeks, but Jaden Daniels, only 19 pass attempts, I think is what it was, or sorry, 16 pass attempts. That that was, that was it.
1: So when I was talking with, um, Richie, one of the things that he for sure was very adamant about is that we need to see more from Jaden Daniels in order for this team to feel like a success, and especially going up against UW. Uh, Richie was big on not sliding UW, no matter how they've played this season. And it's clear that ASU was narrowly escaping some of these games due to the struggles of Jaden Daniels. Um, going forward, you have some tough opponents, or well, a tough opponent. Actually, I'll say both your opponents are going to be tough, considering the rivalry. Right? You know what I mean. It is what it is. So, uh, the the issues with Jaden Daniels right now, like, do you see a chance for improvement? Like, what are the concerns there?
0: I'm going to be honest. I don't think the coaching staff's going to give it to him. I, I think the recipe for success is, is run the ball, run the ball, and run the ball. So they they haven't been giving it a ton to chip train him, especially after his fumbling issues the last two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. The game before, which I think was against SC, if I remember correctly, uh Chip had three carries, but for like 28 yards or something, he had yeah. a fumble on, on, I think his third carry, uh, which was another big run fumbled, didn't hear anything from him the rest of the game. So yeah. at this point, I think they're just going to run it with Rashad White. They've only got him for two more games until he ends up entering the draft. Uh So I don't think Jaden Daniels is going to get an opportunity to do so. I I wouldn't say he's not going to get a fair shake because this is his third season, regardless of how short his sophomore season was. I just don't think that's going to be the game plan for the Sun Devils moving forward, Uh, which is unfortunate because I think Jaden's going to be here for another year, so you're kind of stuck Mm. in this limbo of like, what are you going to do? So I I think this game against Washington, a lot of the headlines were, look at how great Rashad White was, which is, is very true but it's also the second half defense that we've kind of seen throughout the season continue to step up that even put the offense in a situation to take the lead like that. So after those first two scoring drives, which were incredibly fun to watch as a Sun Devil fan, um, the defense really kind of locked down after that. So they gave up kind of a a garbage ish time touchdown at the very end, which made it seem a little bit closer than what it was. Uh, And I think they missed the two point conversion at the end, if I remember correctly, but um (laughs) the, <laughs> oh, sorry, it's the, okay. The, the defense definitely hunkered down a, a lot more, and I think gave the offense more credit. But to answer your question full, um, Jaden Daniels, I, I think at this point he just kind of is what he is. Uh, going up against a tougher opponent like Oregon State, we'll we'll see. They like to play the same game we do, uh, kind of uh, power run game with a, a good mm-hmm. defense. So.
1: Yeah. Okay. well, coming up next, we will break down more about that matchup against Oregon State that we will be seeing this weekend. Um, But for all of you college football fanatics, if you haven't heard of Price Picks, this is the time for you to listen up. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They also offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players that you might have never even heard of. PricePix offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use the promo code will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and then you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. PrizePix allows mixed sports entries, so you can take the over on LeBron, combine it with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepix.com and use promo code LOCKED ON or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Shout out to you, listener, for making this your first listen of the day. Locked On PAC 12 podcast is free and available on all platforms. Okay, Connor. So Oregon State is the matchup that you and I have discussed a few times this season about how tough it usually is um, for the Sun Devils, especially when they have to travel to, um, why am I breaking on, Corvallis, there you go. And I went to a Corvallis middle school, I should remember that. But (laughs) Corvallis, yes. And um, initially, The thought was that Oregon State was playing so well this season. They started off being looking like a very dominant team, especially um, in the North. And it was going to be a concern, right? And then, like, halfway through, we started to see a switch, uh, started seeing them lose a few games. And I think it was a matter of teams figuring out how to contain the run. And that will for sure be a big uh, help for ASU going into this matchup is if they can contain the run and vice versa with Oregon State facing the Sun Devils.
0: I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, BJ Baylor, their star running back, is an absolute stud. I, I think, Rich and I were talking about this on the podcast earlier in the week, I think Baylor is third. He he might either lead uh, the Pac-12 in rushing yards. If not, he's right near the top, uh, potentially just behind Travis okay. Dye. Uh, not much of a receiver, but dude's averaging like six yards of carry on the ground and has 12 touchdowns. It's not that I want to bash Chance Nolan at the the quarterback position. It's not that he's bad, per se. But B.J. Baylor is definitely the heart and soul of that team. Um, Interesting little nugget. In three of their last four losses, when Baylor – sorry, when they lost, Baylor was held under uh, 100 yards in three of those games. So not that if we hold them under 100 that that guarantees us a win. But like you said, ASU and the defensive coordinator, DeAndre Pierce, is definitely going to be trying to keep Baylor, uh, Baylor kind of held in check and forcing Chance Nolan to, to beat us through the passing game. Not that they yeah. can't do that. Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: go ahead. Continue. Go ahead.
0: Not that they can't do that, but as far as receivers go, it's not a ton to write home about. Uh, again, not bad talent, but as long as you can stop B.J. Baylor, you can stop this Oregon State offense.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, Chance Nolan hasn't been – quite impressive in the passing game Um, and that like I said has been the way that most teams have been able to get a win against Oregon State now on top of that they've had like some surprising losses one of them to Cal who took a major L to your rivals the Arizona Wildcats so again we are very aware of how chaotic the Pac-12 can be and how up and down one week this team is up Next week, they're down, and I think that is a perfect way to explain Oregon State. Most teams have gone through a roller coaster of wins and losses this season, um, except for the ones that are sitting atop, you know, their divisions right now. Uh, The North-South, that's what I mean when I say divisions. Um, Hopes to take the South are over at this point.
0: Well, 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 well. (laughs) I mean, all that has to happen – is we have to win out and Utah has to lose out. And then because we're a game behind them and they have the tiebreaker. So assuming they lose to Oregon this week and we beat Oregon state, our conference record becomes the same. Um, but again, they have that head to head tiebreaker. So they would also have to lose. I think they play Colorado, if I'm not mistaken. Do I feel okay. good about saying that out loud? No, but if I can speak it into existence, I, I definitely will. So as far as hopes go, it's, it's definitely not very high. Um, At the end of the day, like, ASU honestly is playing for a lot. It might not be a Pac-12 South victory, um, but Herm Edwards, as well as the rest of the team, like, especially people who are playing for uh, starting roles next year, like, they've still got a lot on the line. So, yeah, uh, a good game against Oregon State would would go a long way for this team.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely want to talk with you all about... Herm Edwards in that coaching staff, but I think I might save that for next week or maybe even the following week uh, when I get ready to talk about some of the coaches that may be on the chopping block or not necessarily chopping block, but ones that we'll we'll see decide to bow out from their positions. uh I was but yeah, gonna say can, just
0: wait till after they get fired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we can we can wait and hold out on that one. Uh coming up next though, we're gonna talk talk a little bit about basketball. The season is here and ASU has started playing already. So there's stuff to talk about there. And I definitely want to get uh Connor's thoughts on the Sun Devils basketball team this season. So before we get into that though Um, For all of you business owners out there, I have a product that you need to know about. So this is it, right? The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one of a kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on Head to netsuite.com slash locked on for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, netsuite.com slash locked on Okay, Connor. So, Basketball season is here and this season is a lot longer than the football season. And so we're gonna see a lot of ups and downs, I assume, through uh, you know, throughout the season. But starting off so far for you, your early thoughts on ASU basketball, because I've done some pre, pre pre-season rankings and seeing where ASU is gonna land and talked with Michael Luke about ASU's potential. Um, but I want to know what you've seen so far.
0: ASU is not at the bottom of your power rankings, right?
1: Not, not the bottom. bottom. They can't be no. the worst. No, they're, they're just the like bottom.
0: the step right above that.
1: No, I would say they're not as great as their your rivals, the Wildcats. But I don't know about the bottom of the rankings. We're not going to do that.
0: Yeah, a lot of people's opinions seem to come somewhere around maybe like seventh, eight-ish. Like, I if they're below them in, in like seven or eight in your personal power rankings, totally, totally get it. They already have a loss to UC Riverside. I don't care if it was a three quarter buzzer beater. The point is, you played a close game to UC Riverside, and you kind of deserve to lose. So, yeah. Uh, until conference plays start, I'm not going to freak out. But through three okay. games so far, I, I'm definitely not impressed. Uh, okay. They're they're definitely getting some good production out of some of their players, uh, including like forward Kamani Lawrence. Dude's been a stub for them this year. He leads them in points at 16.7 points per game, uh, as well as we're at as well as rebounds. Excuse me, at 9.3. Outside of that, you kind of have a couple other playmakers. So Luther Muhammad is one of their newer uh, players. Uh, Jalen Graham's returning. Marcus Bagley, though, has a knee injury. And why that is going to be important for them, he's supposed to be the face of the Sun Devils team, right? Into his sophomore season, I think he only played 12 games, if I'm not mistaken, last year. Also held out due to injury. And he also had injuries in the preseason. So we see a a reoccurring theme here, and I'm not feeling pretty good about it. So... You need Bagley to be able to compete, and if he, they're, they're talking about potentially keeping him out longer so that way they can have him for more games this season, and I think it's important, especially if you're not playing your conference games right now. Get him on the bench, rest up that knee, because when they start playing these conference games and it really, truly matters who they're playing, they're going to need him. So, an example, they play SDSU tonight. Uh, which I have an interesting little nugget on them in just a moment, but if you don't have to play Marcus Bagley tonight, don't do it. They have another week off before, I believe they're playing in another tournament. Uh, They're they're traveling. They're traveling for the following week. So they play Thursday and then they don't play again until Wednesday. So if he needs to take this night off, um, give him all the time he needs, give him that week off and get Marcus Bagley back and healthy in this lineup because they're going to need him.
1: Yeah. So one thing that Michael Luke was always like super adamant about is that there's talent there. He doesn't feel like the coaching is the best for that talent, and that's what's holding back ASU from being as great as they actually can be. So there's hope for your season, and there's hope there, but he feels like who's at the helm is not helping them uh, move further along to where they should be, and more in the conversation of being one of those more prominent teams in the Pac-12.
0: Michael Luke probably has a more um, level-headed opinion on this than maybe some Sun Devil fans because this is Bobby Hurley's seventh season there. Yeah. And in his tenure here, he has had his ups and downs for sure. Uh, he had a two- or three-year stretch uh, where they had 20-plus wins and they were looking pretty good, uh, but never even won a, a Pac-12 tournament uh, game. So they they appeared once and then got bounced in the first round. So yeah. um, But he's had some great wins. I, I think they beat... Trying remember if it was like maybe four-ish years ago. They beat Kansas. I think it was like number five or number two ranked Kansas on the road, uh, which was a huge upset at the time. So Bobby Hurley, at some point in his tenure, has been, oh my gosh, we need to lock him up forever he can never leave. Otherwise, one of these, these uh, huge schools like Kansas, Kentucky, uh, Villanova, whenever they would have a coaching position, one of them was going to come and grab him. Like seriously, that, yeah. that was conversations uh, on the airways here in articles around the state mm-hmm. of Arizona. And now it's kind of like, should he be on the hot seat? Because they're not really going anywhere. I, I understand for some of the basketball programs where college basketball can be one and done for the better prospects, it's really hard mm-hmm. to retain and grow uh, or at least have a lot of veterans essentially on the team. So that's right. not really an excuse for ASU this season. They've got a decent amount of returning players, but also some of their uh, their transfer players do have several years in college basketball regardless of being on the Sun Devils or not. So yeah. in, in my own opinion, I, I think the excuses are up for Bobby Hurley. Uh, I would not hate to see him go, but I'm also not chasing him out the door. We'll see. Um, really quick, I had mentioned a, a nugget about SDSU. This is kind of a big game for them, and it's not so much like it's game four. How big of a game can it be? Right. Um, SDSU is one and one on the season. If ASU wins, they would be under 500 at one and two. Uh, I was That's asking that. Richie on the podcast, I think it was yesterday. Uh, do you know when the last time the men's basketball team for SDSU? was under 500.
1: It has to be like years ago because SDSU is known for having a pretty good basketball team. I do know that. Home of Kawhi Leonard, for those of you that don't know. Um, so I, I'm assuming it has to be possi- quite possibly over 10 years ago.
0: 10 years uh, or a, or 305 games they played. And I was reading an article about it and I was doing a little bit more research. And they the article was basically saying they played a season opener that was on like uh, an aircraft carrier or something like that uh, that was I, I don't know if it was like a game played like in front of like uh like the navy or something like that but oh, wow. either way like like somewhat like odd conditions maybe um so not including a season opener where you just so happen to lose the first game of the season the last time they were under 500 after game one was 2004 or 566 games ago like, that's ridiculous. Wow. D- wow. Does winning this game and having that badge of honor do anything for, for you or, like, affect your uh, your rankings in terms of, like, all of college basketball? No.
1: Probably not. But- no. But it's just it's, – no. it's one of those things that the commentators will be for sure pointing out. It's one of those random notes that always, like, stand out to the audience listening, um, you know, just even the players knowing the history behind their school. So it'll sting for sure. It'll sting. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. So something to at least play for tonight. Uh, again, this game, in the grand scheme of things, does not matter in terms of getting Marcus Bagley back and healthy. But at the same time, like, knowing that little nugget, I don't know if that, like, strikes more fear into my heart that they probably can't win this game because right. history is just straight up against them. Right. Uh, but that would also be kind of cool to have that on their side. So we'll yeah. we'll kind of see where this basketball team goes. I When I say I'm not going to freak out until conference play starts, even if they start to dominate some of the teams that they maybe should – I'm also still not going to freak out. Like they need to prove that they can be more consistent, especially with some of the newer faces on their team. So until they start to get some continuity, in my personal opinion, uh, I- I'm riding pretty low in this basketball team for now. And they're more than welcome to change my opinion.
1: All right. Well, you heard it here. Uh, two and one to start the season. Not too bad. Give them some slack. One game is not the end of the world, but we'll see how things continue um, as the season progresses. And then we'll keep up with the last few games of football. Um, you all can keep in, I guess, keep up with everything going on with the sun devils by listening to locked on sun devils on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast same thing as locked on pack 12 podcast um check it out on youtube also like comment subscribe all that good stuff and then you can follow along on twitter at lo underscore pack 12 and lo underscore sun devils and then connor's personal handle handle is at cdrios at C D R E O S. And mine is at underscore Cindy Robinson. And then, other than that, you can make your second listen of the day one of the other conference shows, and that's Locked on SEC, Locked on ACC, and Locked on Big 12. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you stay locked on PAC 12 on the Locked On Network. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.